0: This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org to discover more shows like this one. The darkness awaits.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of ring this and there was no
0: um after effects on that that was all
1: eric yes you got me zinger and of course our guest it's, this
0: week it's me eric berg yeah american
1: thank you um so we got some nerdy news to talk about as well as i guess this is the pre pre-3 pre pre-3 e3 episode um discussion too so i guess what we're going to get out of our system from that we also have the pokemon company announcements that fresh we just watched. minutes ago yes just minutes just, ago just minutes ago but two days for you people at home so first Weird. things first out of the
0: gate um sonic being delayed until next year yeah valentine's day i told yes. emily i was like guess what we're doing next valentine's day and she says i will never speak to you again if we do that <laughs> So guess what we're doing today after Valentine's Day. <laughs>
1: so, um, as, as people have listened, there was the Indiana Jones episode, and then the week before that it was me and Toby discussing, of course, the Sonic movie and stuff like that. With them saying that they were going to change his look, I mean, obviously that's why there's this delay. Um, I don't think I have, we ever got your response from that on the
0: record, yeah, sir. Yeah, uh, so, uh, yeah, he looked interesting to say the least. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see if they're going to now that we we know that they're delaying this. I'm curious to see how much is going to change with it. Whether it's going to be, hey, let's make him look a little more like Game Sonic. Let's make him look some some sort of hybrid. Just give him bigger eyes. Uh, right. Just give him bigger eyes. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. I I feel like it's going to be a big deal. Uh, when they do unveil a new trailer uh, probably later this year. Uh, I really think it's gonna be kind of everyone's kind of now chomping at the bit. I think there was all this fear of like oh my God, what are we gonna see but now that we've seen it and we know they're changing it, which seems pretty unprecedented. I mean it's a it's a huge undertaking. it's getting delayed. They're redesigning a big thing. I, I,
1: th- I think they, they wanted to go at it with the angle of we we're, we're, we're not we are taking our fans to heart. Yeah. We heard your cries. We're doing what we need to to get
0: everything back on track yeah. in our, for for our opinion and everything. So, yeah. uh, so I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I didn't think it looked great. But there's just something like it seemed, for some reason, it just seemed fitting to me. Uh, I, Sonic does deserve better. But I think even if they had just done better, because it just looked like terrible CG to begin with. It, it just... Even if they looked like that. I said that, the
1: only part that looked good... The only part that looked good was where he was crouched down and said, I
0: got yep. like that was the only part. The only part. Only part. But uh yeah, no, so I'm I'm I am interested to see. Watch the watch here's okay, bold prediction. Um they're gonna reveal the brand new Sonic, and it's just gonna be the old model, but his fur is gonna be green. And he's gonna have just big fangs instead of those weird human teeth. That that everyone kept saying that bother I'm <laughs> like, that didn't bother me. It's just
1: like once it was pointed out, I was kinda like, Oh, I can I can see it yeah but it that's... wasn't one of those
0: things that was like <laughs> on my list of things that i need to complain about <laughs> it it i was kind of the same way like i i didn't really notice until i saw everyone pointing it out but then everyone was staring at that one still of him kind of yeah yeah, jaw, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and it was oh. like um whoa hmm mm. I, th-
1: I think i have that saved on my phone and something i'll send people <laughs> randomly background. now it, it should be um so no i i mean i'm i'm happy for this and am, sure. am i like Chomping at the bit for a Sonic movie? No, I haven't been. You know, I mean, I, co- contrary to the numerous records and complaining I've done, <laughs> I, I haven't been. But I'm glad they're taking an effort here, and maybe the success of the Pokemon movie and kind of maybe video game movies might have their day. Uh,
0: maybe. I uh, you know, and here's the thing: like, I I, I think honestly, overall, it's going to be good on several several levels. First of all, Sonic's going to look better. I think they really can't go much worse. I think he's yeah, look yeah. Better. yeah. But on top of that, I think people who were just going to completely write this off and not see it are now going to be more interested. I didn't write it off per se, but it wasn't like like I was excited about Detective Pikachu, but like this, I was kind of like, eh, whatever. It's going to look like garbage. I'm now curious to see the movie because of them going to this extent to to revise it and uh, do some revisions. So yeah, so I think I think there's going to be a lot of people out there like that as well. So I think uh, this might end up uh, bumping Sweet, up its numbers. Yeah. Yep.
1: Um, like I said I'm excited for this, but we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see. Um I think it's interesting when it's coming out. Um February. I
0: Cuz it was, was November, right?
1: Yes. February was not a good time for movies. It was yeah, kinda, it's always a dumping ground. But I'm saying that with the fact of the original Deadpool. Um sure. uh, Cloverfield. Cloverfield is another
0: one. Oh, that, that that's an older one, but um but I remember when it came out, um, everyone was like Black with Panther. that.
1: Black, Black Panther came out. That's true.
0: Yep. They, I mean, it's becoming more and more where it's, it is still a dumping ground. But I still think you can release a couple of good movies. And it's going to just, everyone, and I think everyone wants that too. Because they want something good in the midst of the You kind of need a, a time period where it, it's... It's in the dead of winter when everyone just hates themselves. And, I mean, I do all the time, but especially in the winter. And yeah. uh, and uh, I think that really does uh, kind of add. Like when I can go to the movies and just be like, okay, let's just sit and be in this nice, warm theater and watch something. So yeah. So I'm
1: I'm I'm excited for that. Um, I'm gonna throw something out there. I don't know if you've seen this online, everything, right. but um, there has been a fan petition. To remake the last season of game of thrones i'm not talking about that there's been another one to cast danny devito, danny DeVito is as wolverine, as wolverine. Yes. i know there's no legitimacy to this no i know it's not going to happen but i just want to take a moment for one the listener at home to be like
0: is this a thing but for us also to discuss for a second what if we could have this? So, just like. So, there, I mean, this isn't the first time. I mean, there was all that. There was petitioning to have Danny DeVito do Detective Pikachu's voice. And I really <laughs> no, we think. Just-
1: as a as a culture in love with Danny, DeVito. well, I
0: mean, you can't help but love the man. He's awesome and he's an amazing person. But I think nowadays when people want Danny DeVito to play a role, I think they want him to play Frank Reynolds playing a role, which is not a bad thing. No, because it's not. Frank Reynolds is like one of the greatest characters in all of, in all of television, uh, and I would totally love to see Frank Reynolds. Uh, Talking about uh, well, I I know this is a family friendly podcast, so I can't go into too much. But uh, but I would love to see Danny DeVito as Frank Reynolds as Wolverine and Pikachu and uh, other fictional characters.
1: So I wanted to take a minute though to say something. All right, I I, I would love Danny DeVito to do this within the because it's it's also presented as he would be in the MCU. Yeah, as <laughs> as Wolverine. And yes, he would. And I just wanted to point out that there's been something that has irritated me for a long time. And I'm going to voice it now. All right. And it's something that's really petty. But I don't mind Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. What I do mind is that Hugh Jackman inadvertently affected a lot of artist renditionings of Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. Because Wolverine's not tall. He's not. He's like he's like five. I, I'm, I'm actually like trying to look that up because
0: I wanted it's, to have it on hand so I could see. It's just over five feet, if I'm not mistaken. Hugh Jackman's like a foot taller than that. He's <laughs> he's like he's six, six something. something.
1: Yeah. Which I mean, it's fine. They, and they tried to. In the it's funny because I remember watching deleted scenes and behind the scenes stuff with the first movies, mm. and they would like have um ironic. Oh my gosh, I forgot his name. Uh, Scott Summers, the actor. Oh, uh... Who's also in Sonic. Why am I forgetting his name? I am, too. Yes, yeah, so we both are. i completely blanking. <laughs> um, but, yeah, him. He's he's shorter than him, but they would have him, like, stand... stand on at, ...at an angle to wear... Because uh, Scott's supposed to be... I mean, Scott Summers is supposed to be, like, six foot something. Right. And Wolverine... After taking a moment, um Wolverine in the comics is historically put at five three. And Hugh Jackman is six so you are correct one hundred percent with the. He is exactly a foot taller. Now here is the problem: Dane Devito is only four ten. Yeah, he So we have, have to go 10. a little shorter. Yeah. But I'm sorry, it would, it would just be too funny. It would be amazing. It would, it, would it would be amazing, absolutely
0: outstanding, and I would. I am all for that.
1: I I want it to happen as as much as like I know it's not going to, but I just want to say I want it to happen just to keep putting that out there. Yeah. Um, in the world so I wanted to mention that because I I found it amusing I found it fun
0: and man I think it'd be great I'm all for it uh, Kevin Feige and uh, <laughs> we, we know Mr. you're Mr. listening Mr. Feige Mr. DeVito if you're both listening and I know you both are uh, please actually you might be in the room right now uh, please please heed our call uh, please make him <laughs> give,
1: give him a chance
0: I, I mean if we're going go to go dimension <laughs> hopping in alternate
1: realities let's why not
0: let's just try it
1: why not Oh my gosh! I just just got got my head up. Just sitting just sitting there going, "I'm Wolverine." <laughs> Is that the, I'm the trash man. I'm the Wolverine. <laughs> Bring it on. Um. So. I don't know how excited you are, but I guess we're going to stay real quick for a split second with the X-Men universe. So what
0: do you think of the upcoming Ultimate Alliance 3? Uh, I'm super excited about that. Uh, that was one thing I was hoping would come up tonight, and I was thinking, this might be a good segue. Uh, I'm very excited. I mean, it's just Well, it will okay. come up now or in a few minutes when we discuss our sure. um, pre-3. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's great. I mean, I, I just think it's the most random, hey, let's, make, let's take this dormant Marvel franchise and then let's have Nintendo fund it and publish it and have Team Ninja make it. It's like, sure, why not? That sounds amazing. So, I'm, I'm
1: excited for this. I, I played, I, I played these when they were X Men Legends. Yep, I did too. That was my first
0: uh, introduction.
1: And I, I love these games. I miss, I miss their absence from the
0: world. So yeah. them coming back is a great thing. It's, it's I, and now, I mean, we are now in a world of. We've got more online, you know, better online infrastructures. So you can play with your buddies in the couch. You can play mm-hmm. online with people. I think I we've probably got a group of guys uh, out I, there. I who, think we uh, do. We've already been talking about it. So I think we're going to be getting online. And they keep revealing characters. Um, I'm, I'm
1: actually looking at some right now. There's, and the a, list there's a huge bunch.
0: And um, I am very excited for it. Uh, I, I actually pre-ordered my copy the other day. So Nice, nice. Lockjaw.
1: Hmm. Sorry, I'm I'm just scrolling
0: down through all the different people and I'm just like, interesting. My theory is because, so I don't know if you've heard this before uh, or you probably have. Or For anyone out there who hasn't heard, years ago when it was either the first or the second one, um, I think it was the first one when they were making it, um, they pitched to Nintendo on the GameCube version of having um, Link and Samus playable. However, when they pitched it to them... They pitched it to them on a build on the PS2. I think I've heard this. <laughs> I think you may have told me this. So story Nintendo before. was like, "No, because of that." But now it's sort of like, and I mean, that was there's there's footage of it. I've seen footage of like Samus and Shield Headquarters and. Um, I can't remember where I saw link, or if that was just a still. Anyway, it was there. So now that with Nintendo having basically it's funding this game, it's sort of like, hey, how cool would it be to get some Nintendo characters in there to just like secret unlockables or DLC down the road or uh, special events?
1: Now I know Ellie is a super big fan of this game as well, mm. so I mean it's it's a it is a it is definitely something that we will be getting. Um, when does it come out again? Uh, July. I, I was July, about to say it's, July nineteenth. It's it's soon. I was like, it's actually
0: the day I get back from vacation. So, and I'm still ooh, on vacation that rough. day. Oh so, okay. no! It's, oh, okay, I get okay. back that Thursday. So then Friday I'm off still. So then I'm gonna just go uh, roll over to Best Buy and be like, I would like my copy, please.
1: <laughs> Give me it now! Give it to me. So de- definitely excited for that. Um, I'm sure they could make DLC characters for this. Oh, I th- th-
0: I would put money. I would be more shocked if they didn't.
1: Yes, because that's that's something that that the previous one seriously did lack and. I know that's a big thing now is adding characters and this stuff and that and whether DLC stuff, it 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 depends on this. It depends on the situation. This game, I'd love to have DLC characters because you can add levels. You can add content and do stuff like that. Um, speaking of which let's, let's, let's lurch from that into some of the pre three discussion. All right. So we watched the Pokemon. Yep. The Pokemon press conference. Yep. Um,
0: the biggest takeaway for you out of that, hmm. in your opinion? Uh, well, you know, they have a lot going on. I mean, there really wasn't a... So last year, they this is where they announced Pokemon Let's Go and Pokemon Quest, which were very, like, console, two, two, two Switch-related things. Um, really, the only Switch thing that they... Really, wasn't too much Switch-related stuff. It was kind of more focused on, like, mobile. But uh, we had... Cause, I mean, we had Detective Pikachu sequel coming to switch that got announced um the thing that excited me the most was the pokemon home mm-hmm. which is sort of the ecosystem that lets you connect the 3ds games the switch games and pokemon go because you know pokemon bank has been a huge thing for since 2014 yeah um and it's been great being I, able. To, i've i've been using it yep. in my return to playing pokemon and yep. store on my that's my, right he he might, <laughs> <laughs> That's where I keep my living decks. I have all 800 and however many Pokemon there are right now yep. uh, on there. And I was always like, I, I'm just assuming, because they made that as a way to be able to transfer between generations without having to make a stupid game or whatever. And I was like, are they just going to end up porting this to the Switch? But now this home thing I like because it adds in mm-hmm. you can bring your 3DS Pokemon over, you can bring your Let's Go Pokemon over, you can bring your Go Pokemon over uh and then of course and then you as you pointed out there were the arrows all pointing into oh yeah, yeah but yeah. then there was the arrows pointing to and from sword and shield uh which makes sense because usually it's the newest game that has that kind of backwards like send it back and forth whereas newer like older games it's sort of like it's a one-way trip which it, that's fine awesome
1: i just i just wanted to know what your biggest pull and that take was, away from it. for me
0: that was it although pokemon sleep
1: it it's weird. <laughs> it's weird but there's not enough there yet exactly. i understand that it's like tracking your sleep but it's like i want to see what they're going to do with it i, I did did like the pokemon plus plus thing. <laughs> pokemon plus plus, plus and, yeah. and then next year there'll be the new pokemon plus plus plus, plus. plus, plus, plus minus electric <laughs> um Bootaloo. no i mean I, I i like that as like an idea of the the that that it's something that yeah it's, it's something you can just keep with you and it's going to do
0: multiple things so yeah and I mean, there I mean, was there was the tie-in event with Snorlax is apparently being everywhere and let's and in Go. So I'm wondering if somehow Pokemon Go, Pokemon Sleep are going to somehow have some tie-in uh, stuff. I don't know. I'm I'm sure like I could see them incorporating it. So. Well, it's
1: just interesting how Poke- how much Pokemon has taken off. I mean, Pokemon has retaken off again. I don't think it, it ever really, went anywhere. it, yeah. it just it's, it's just it had. They put it into something that's given it a resurgence with not only older fans like me and you, but younger fans and getting people re-energized
0: into it. And I think the cool thing is, like, tonight really showed how Pokemon, of all of Nintendo's franchises, is really one um, that is... It, it fits, I feel like, best on mobile compared to all the other ones because it's such a, like, you're going out in the world and exploring and you're catching things, kind of like in the games, but then mm-hmm. it can come back to connect to the games. I mean, you play, you play like, Mario Run or Fire Emblem, whatever that mobile game is, or one of those, and it's sort of, there's no real connection. It's sort of like, oh, it's a version of that on mobile. This is sort of like, these are different experiences, whether they're the little mini games, they're sleeping games, they're going out and walking, and then they all connect back because there's still that core catching them all.
1: Yeah, and it's and they're like like we said, they're of course making it very unique on how you can do that. Sure. Um something I'm I'm really enjoying with that whole interaction is just the the I I can play my game, have a Pokemon, transfer like yeah. they they're they're, they're The way they put it as you can transfer games from
0: so long ago to now. That that is one thing I love because the earliest games that you can transfer up are the um, Gen 3 games that originally came out in 2000. Technically, you can do it with the downloaded. Well, yes, you can do it with the downloaded, but those are, you can't, so what I'm getting with is uh, you actually could play the Gen 3 games. Like You can pull Pokemon from 2004 that you caught. The downloaded games, yes, you can transfer those over, but you downloaded those copies starting a few years ago. Yes. So, like, I. It's not something you've had, right? It's not like, oh, I, w- I wish I had my original Venusaur from 20, 20 years ago, with all of its um, EVs and whatever exactly. else. Exactly. Yeah, yeah all But that the stuff fact that, that you- I don't know anything about half the time. Right. Exactly. But the fact that you could pull Pokemon from fifteen years ago and still use them in generations of games and then you can still have them interacting and then you can sort of make your ultimate party of get your favorite gen 4 pokemon and then your J- favorite you know gen 5 and then oh hey i played the game boy games let me pull over my my charizard mm-hmm. from there and then let me throw in my uh alolan executor you know it's it's so cool and that's that's one thing i love about pokemon uh and and i'm excited for and then i mean then next week we're gonna find out a ton more about. Sword and shield. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have we have the event uh, next uh, next Wednesday, a week from tomorrow. So I just and think... then of course E three, but I I think Nintendo uh, That's... for
1: for our pre three discussion, I think Nintendo's gonna pull the um the same trick they did last year, where they announce a lot of stuff beforehand, yeah, and then just kind of go into E three with a few other announcements, but a chance to sort of explain
0: right fully. they'll have their digital event and then they go into the treehouse which is more like gameplay and demonstration yeah. so so i mean next week we're going to get a good solid 15 minutes of sword and shield and i think we're going to get some new pokemon i think we're going to get a little more of the galar galar however it's pronounced region and then i think but i even though it's not going to probably be part of their main direct press conference i think treehouse is going to probably have some gameplay and we're going to get to see some of the early routes so, what do you think Nintendo has in store for us at E3?
1: Since you are, and we will be doing, of course, an E3 episode. It might it might be a week after, but we'll, <laughs> we'll have a recap episode. So, so um, as our pre three discussion,
0: so there's as our lo- Nintendo guy. Where 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 do you think? So there is a lot that has been announced, but we don't know about for Nintendo. Uh, you know, we just we talked about Marvel Ultimate Alliance that hits a little over a month after E3. But I think we're going to get a... I really do think we're going to get a big reveal of like some major character or like... Even if it's like the Fantastic Four coming that mm-hmm. game. I think something like that. Um, we know that Animal Crossing is supposed to come this year, but we've seen nothing other than a little cutscene at the end of a direct from September. So I think we're going to get a huge blowout on what Animal Crossing for Switch is going to be like. Uh, Luigi's Mansion uh, 3 is supposed to come out this year. I think we, we haven't seen too, too much from that. I think two trailers uh so i think that we're gonna see more on that um i think we're gonna get uh i think we're gonna still get some some surprises though um nintendo always has at least something uh i would love to see um one thing i think that might happen is retro who made the metroid prime games and the donkey Kong country returns games they have been working on something for a long time now and they, we now know they just started working on Metroid Prime 4 after the reset earlier this year. So I think we might finally get a chance to see what they've been working on. That's what I'm hoping. I, Do you think it's another Metroid game? I think it's going to be something original. Okay. I think it's going to be something original. Back when Reggie retired a couple months ago, um, he showed this picture that a concept artist from Retro painted. And it was him with... Donkey and Diddy and Dixie and Metro and and Metroids and uh, Samus. And then there was a very conspicuous Mario statue blocking the corner. And from behind that Mario statue, you could see a hand coming out and it was like a kind of robotic looking hand kind of cartoony. It does not match any existing artwork for any characters. People have been combing the internet for Nintendo characters. Hmm. So a lot of people think that was purposely kind of blocked and that's a character who is going to be in whatever this new game is. So I think we're going to get something like that. And then I think we're going to get two... I think we're going to get the announcement of two Smash newcomers. Mm-hmm. And and
1: we, we have already discussed this prior to this yes. recording. We I think we're both in agreement that there will be... When they when they're discussing it they'll be like this is available now yep. this
0: one's available later yeah I think we're gonna get a because um, every character is supposed to be out by February 2020 and it took four so December January February, March April it took four months to get joker out um, so I think to keep on schedule it will be about that time to release uh, another one so I think we're gonna I I think we're gonna get one yes that's gonna be like here we go right now uh, it's available and then their server is gonna crap out uh but then i think we're like gonna, it like it like it should right and then i think we're gonna get like a trailer announcing the third one but they're not going to be available until like august september sometime okay i i definitely am right there with you for that i,
1: I as i said we discussed it beforehand um as per my, okay one, one more thing on nintendo before we move on to of course the other kind of vague discussion on what we think's gonna happen with those there have been rumors flowing around of a new
0: switch yep thoughts switch mini uh is kind of what people are thinking um i mean i'm interested to see i don't think that i would want it personally just because i'm i'm happy with my switch uh i but i'm interested to see what it's gonna what form if any it's gonna take like uh is it gonna be because people have been saying oh it's portable only but then people were like oh it can still be docked and i'm like hmm so I don't know. I think it'd be cool, but I'll wait because it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm not interested in. As soon as I see the trailer, I'm gonna be like, "Or I need that." Could be something worse. <laughs> is, is it like the like the new Switch, where it's like an upgraded version of it? Well, the and, rumor with that was they were supposed to announce that as well, where it was like, here's gonna be this cheaper version, this cheaper mini version, but then here's like a Switch Plus that's gonna have a little bit beefier processor, brighter screen. That, whatever. That's the thing. I'm like, but I, I don't think that one is gonna be a. I think I heard somewhere the rumor. That I heard said that's got that got delayed for some reason, but they will probably push that to sometime in twenty twenty. I mean, it,
1: the thing is, I don't, I don't see these games, the you know, at least Nintendo pushing four K.
0: No. I think Not, no, that's I mean, gonna,
1: it's that will be the true switch successor, but for yeah. right now I don't you're right. I, mean, I I'm with you on that. Yes, PlayStation in four K is amazing. Yeah. Do I think that Nintendo needs it right now? Yeah, no. No, they're they're doing fine on their own yeah. with it. I mean, would I be against it? Yeah, no. exactly. I but wouldn't turn thing, it down. But. <laughs> the thing is, it's, it's it's weird that we have this constant generation that's kind of catty-cornered with the... There's the 4K versions, and then there's the non-4K versions. Same stuff, but there is a difference. Yeah, It's just weird how we have this split in... It's it's weird. It, it's one we've never had before, to the best of my knowledge. In yeah. A console no, generation.
0: generations are very much more. I feel like they're getting more splintered and sort of like segmented. Yeah. Whereas, to where it's uh, there's
1: gen there. It's this is this generation, but there's phase not not to steal from the MCU, right. but there's phase, phase one, one console, phase two. phase two console, then the upgrade phase three and four because yeah. the PlayStation had their redesign, Xbox had their redesign, Nintendo just kept. Going with what they're going with because
0: they can design a console. I mean, to be fair, Nintendo has kind of been doing it with their handhelds for decades because you had the Game Boy. Then it was like, here's the Game Boy Pocket, which wasn't that different. But then here's the color and then... The Game Boy Advance was better, but then the, the DS really started it because you had the original, then the, the light, right. which made it better. Then you had the DSi, right. which actually had the little bit beefier processor, mm-hmm. the addition of the cameras, yep. uh, that kind of stuff. And then the 3DS is kind of done. Oh, no, you, you had the DSi XL, oh, which was right, the first big is, screen. Is the, here's yeah, that, yeah, yeah, the yeah. bigger screen. But then the, the, the 3DS did it with the new 3DS, the new 3DS XL and all that stuff, with the extra thumb nub and the... Head tracking, which the, was better and the 3D bumpers. and the bumpers. And, uh, yeah, they definitely... I completely forgot about the bumpers. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they've kind of been doing it for a while with handhelds. But consoles, if it was ever uh, redesigned... The... I want to say Wii. Was the th- on- those were downgrades because it was like, let's take away internet functionality and GameCube ports. It, right. So it was sort of like, that was sort of the make it cheaper, not a let's improve it. I yeah, I think. was trying to cause I'm like... <laughs> Um,
1: of course, the two are. I mean, the first two systems are kind of
0: there. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the other. It, I mean, even with the other ones, if there were re- there were like redesigns, like the PS2 Slim. Oh no, no! no I, I was talking about just just Nintendo. Oh, okay.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, for Nintendo, it was the I NES th- had the the top loader. Yeah, and then the Super NES. It was us, like a
0: different... Yeah, it was a different form factor. Yeah, yeah, it, it was just it different. It looked
1: more like the Famicom,
0: kind of, like a little But Genesis the did the
1: same thing, to where they had a version, like, like, they had the one yep. that didn't have, like, the volume thing on it. Yeah, and, and, they,
0: and then they had the one where it was the combo with the Sega CD. Yeah, 32X, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That. Um, then with the GameCube... No, no, sorry, 64. The only thing they changed the was... The colors. 60, yeah, they just had different colors, and they had the expansion... Pack, but yeah. that was something. That, that was more like a any um, system could you could just right. plop it in. um
0: gamecube gamecube Cube, just colors, colors. I mean, I that part of it was iconic was its design, so you couldn't really change too much. The lunchbox, yeah. um The we as we had the, the crappy colors.
1: Wii. I think didn't they go? Up. They
0: did have because it was black. It was originally white. white. Then they did black, and they released a red Mario one, which looked really slick.
1: They had the it was the remote, the Wii the, the motion the Wii Plus. Modes were really cool yeah.
0: and they had the, the that's where they changed a lot of that and then the the only real big difference with the Wii U for the five people who bought it uh, was they had the white and black ones and like the white one had like no built-in storage or like eight gigs yeah the black one had the thirty-two or something ridiculous and that's kind of what they phased out the white one so yep it was just the black one and then uh, that was about it and then the switch came. So, yeah, uh, and the, uh, I
1: mean, we could go over the other consoles, but PlayStation, basically, they had the the PS1. Yeah, I remember And then that. they had the PS1. It was it was like PS a PS1, one, one. One. right, yeah. Uh, the PlayStation 2, they had the PlayStation the 2 Slim. Slim. Yeah,
0: that was a weeble.
1: I think they... Didn't they have another PlayStation 2 Slim? They one? might have. I'm trying... It's sad. I'm trying to go back to my GameStop knowledge right. of, like, working <laughs> there, and I'm like, I don't... I think... I think I'm thinking of the PS3. Yeah. The because PS3 the PS3 had had, had not... I've, it would take hours to do yeah. all the p- PS3 ones <laughs> because there's different memory size, different stuff sure. like that. But basic, Okay, let, let's do it the simple way. There's the original, there's the slim, and then there's like the super slim. Right. Which the super slim like had the sliding door on it. Yeah. Then with the PS4, there's been so you own all (laughs) three versions of that minus color variants and special for all these minus color variants and special editions in that sense there's the original there's the like new one that you can get now which isn't the one that's the 4k it's just the new like standard one that's slimmed a little bit yeah and then there's the of course the 4k one uh xbox's history is pretty simple the original xbox was the original xbox they just had color variants um the 360 went through this one's a complicated one because i could really get nitpicky on this because the original <laughs> system had not only color variants but there was like the elite system right there's also different ones at different power supplies and they were from different like stages of them doing it with the whole red ring attack. right i could do a whole thing on this but <laughs> then they had the the um the like slim down version of it then right. they had the i don't know i'm probably skipping one or two here but then, if we move on to the Xbox One, they had the original brick giant bricky one, which right. we have, and then there's the newer, the S, and then the, um, and of course, the Xbox One, right? The 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 one that's the 4K, the one so, one, the one yeah, four, the one one. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I said, Nintendo's been notorious for for handhelds. And I'm wondering if they're like, let's dip the toe into the, because yeah. I feel like their handheld
0: days are i mean they're they're combined it's not even that they're done it's just they're combining they're yeah. they've kind of hit that 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 uh that paradigm where they yeah kind of combine. um i not
1: not to say don't go get a ds because there is oh, plenty there of are um...
0: fantastic games on there yes three, I'm, the... I'm saying
1: that's just by my recent purchase of one but still <laughs> i mean the
0: three the three i mean the fact that the 3ds is a ds you can play all the games on it yep. there is a fantastic library of games going back from to 15 years i mean it came out in yeah. 2004 so um there are some fantastic. I mean, some of my favorite gaming experiences of the past 15 years have been on the DS and the 3DS. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, and it's you know, just Just go walk around with it. On. Just
1: go walk around with it.
0: Yeah, get, 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 get me that straight pass. I'm telling you, when you go to a big city or a con with 3DS, it's overload. It is overload. I need to. Um, so that I I, like I said that. That was a
1: quick side rant there, and I know we probably missed <laughs> some. So. By the way, tweeted us your favorite console variant or whatever from each generation or whichever one you want. Um, one of my favorites would have been the original Xbox, the clear green one. Oh, that actually, was the
0: the um the Halo version. That was a very nice looking looking console. What about you, sir? Um, so. The one GameCube I always wanted. So it launched in the, the US. orange one. Yes, it was. Uh-uh. You got it. It launched in, in the US. There was the purple one, which I got, and I love the purple one uh, and the black one. But in Japan, they also had the spice orange one, and I really wanted it, but they didn't release it here. But they did release the controllers. So I got one of the orange controllers for Christmas, and like the day, a day later, the B button like sunk in, and you couldn't use it. So then I went to go take it back and exchange it, uh, and. I think it was a KB toy where my parents had got it for me. <laughs> uh, they were out, so I ended up just getting a black that's controller. A, and then a that's few months, a dated reference by the way. There you go. Uh, for those who don't remember. Uh, so anyway, so then like earlier in two thousand, so later on in two thousand two, I was at uh, New York City and the Times Square Toys R Us. Another dated reference. They had uh, they had a big row of them. So I got an orange one and I got the uh, Resident Evil One remake that had just come out for GameCube as well. I have so, the. Controller for the reson- the um the chainsaw one yeah yeah it's it's somewhere in the house <laughs> I've never played with one I and I was always like, it, it, How is, it do is ridiculous you do that? looking and it's something
1: that I remember when we were at GameStop we got them traded and it was always like a, like a like a like a like a ten minute run around the store with it ah uh, <laughs> so yeah. so yeah but um no I mean I I, I just I just want to know what what your favorite variant yeah, would be I, I mean I like it, I said I there's the there's tons one. of them but yeah, one of one of mine was was that was that because so I I randomly got it once again. Oh man, this is a lot of GameStop stories coming out <laughs> out of nowhere. Um, it was one of the last few days we could take an Xbox when I worked there, like original Xbox, and someone brought it in and it was in perfect <laughs> condition, and nice. I was just like, mine. Uh, yes. <laughs> so so yeah. Um. Okay. So. Moving out from Nintendo to the broader picture of other announcements, um, I'm excited for Borderlands 3. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I've been replaying. They they've re-released the original. And right. And I actually blew through the storyline and actually beat the game in, like, no time. Nice. So, so, for my backlog, I don't think that counts. I just repurchased it, but I've never played <laughs> it through that quickly. So, I'll count it. Um, so, there's that. I'm excited about that. Um thoughts on the remake of final fantasy
0: you know because I'm, I'm i'm sure we're going to be seeing some stuff from that. oh absolutely i mean square enix now since sony's not going to be the three square enix has their their press conference slot so i think we're going to be seeing some stuff i mean i'm glad it's still alive i was right before they had that trailer i was talking with someone and it was like is it is it still alive i mean remember when they announced this in 2015 and we haven't heard anything since, and then like that night, they the trailer <laughs> dropped. So, um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that it's, it's alive and kicking. It's looking good. So I think, yeah, I think we're going to see some more uh, um, of that. And here's the thing, Aerith, Ares, Aries, what whichever one it's supposed to be. Her original artwork always bothered me because there was a substitute teacher in middle school whose hair did her thing in the front and it was really oh, weird. Yeah. But then when I see now that I've seen like the new model, I'm like, okay, you look more modernized. <laughs> but something I think it always bothered me because it looked like her hair. It was weird. So that's just a weird side note, sorry. <laughs> but no, she looked really um, good in the trailers. So. I, I was just I'm like, I'm just gonna let this let
1: I'm just gonna let, <laughs> let this gonna play go. Out. <laughs> I don't know where it's gonna go, but I'm I'm along for the ride. Um okay, I think they're gonna reveal the new consoles. I'm yeah. sorry
0: I was like wait I need to go bigger scope with this real quick I mean obviously not Sony but since they're not going to be there but yeah I, I, think, I think you're right I, I, uh, I think this will. is the pull the trigger
1: time for the new consoles um, my timetable would be next year
0: for a, for a launch yeah yeah. I, I I'd say late next year yeah, I just because I'm like, I feel like there's still time. That would be seven seven years since their their initial launches, so I mean that makes sense. I mean that's pretty long, honestly, nowadays for compared to the past. Oh of yeah, but I'm, I'm like
1: they they're making once again as I as we've stated, they're making these consoles where they're making like sub or or different generations incremental. With it, yeah, in, within pool. it, so I feel like run. it. It's one of those things where like it's. Not rare, but a lot of people will trade in their older systems yeah. to get the newer version or vice versa or just, you know, have them on every TV in the house like we do, apparently. Sure. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I mean, I as much as I don't want a new console generation, I understand that it's something sure. that's that's inevitable. Now, there's the, always the lurking shadow of – I'm sure you've heard this, but it might have just been me working at GameStop. This is a GameStop-heavy episode <laughs> for no apparent reason. Um, hey, Tell the players um this is the final console generation oh, this is yeah. the final console thank you as
0: i've been hearing, if, i mean we've it, been hearing it for generations i've ago.
1: i've been hearing that since the xbox yeah like like they were like not not the the 360 and the ps4 were like this is the final console generation where can they go from here streaming service K. Uh, right. there's there's so much that that like we don't know where the future is going to hold for this um Something I, I actually am kind of, like, surprised is still a thing. VR. But it's it, seemed as it, yeah. it seems to exist in its own
0: thing. Yeah. It, I mean, it's sort of... I don't think they quite... There have been some great experiences. I mean, PlayStation VR is cool. Oculus is cool. Nintendo's had... People have been... I haven't tried it out yet, but people have been raving about Labo VR. They said it's I, great. I just, and just
1: Labo in general. It's like... I didn't, I, I was like, this
0: is a joke, right? Right, it's, but, but it does, it's it's quite magical how they you can turn cardboard into this, like, toy that is, like, interactive, it's weird, and I think it's sort of like, it's this great, like, in little bite-sized pieces, it's cool, yeah. but people, I still feel like I've yet, anyone has yet, I, I'm not a developer, but people have yet to truly figure out how to do immersive long experiences because i mean like where i was going with the eye was the the longest couple times i played i get done and i'm either very dizzy or i have a splitting migraine so that and i I think (laughs) we're at
1: the same thing for for that um
0: for redmond's thing yeah Yeah. and i and i really do think that it's cool but it's like exactly you can't just like you can't it's sort of like you can't do it for long and it's sort of like that's fun it's fine little bite-sized pieces but i feel like gamers really do want a big epic that they can immerse themselves in play hours at a time.
1: But that that's it, it's funny cuz we say immerse ourselves but yet we're against nope. the true immersion of cuz cuz I know they have like Borderlands for it and I'm like I'd love to try that. Sure. But I'm like I just I don't know it's like one of those things where it's like I feel like having a controller in hand is a sur- it 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 kind of has that buffer zone of at least I'm like not 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 saying me playing a VR game I'm like I'm here it's just kind of like I don't
0: want to have to physically turn my head to look. And <laughs> I'm sitting there like, I slept crooked last night and all day when I've turned my head, it's hurt. and I'm like, man, if I was playing a video game and I heard something to my left and I, I yeah. turned to the left all of a sudden, I'd be like, Oh, my neck hurts. So. Yeah. See, I already, I already have a surround
1: sound system that already makes me do that. So, so yeah. Um, I mean, of course you're going to have the sports games, all that stuff. I, um call of duty is gonna probably have an announcement it's, it's
0: a serious i mean you know what ru- it, it's does gangbusters great it doesn't excite the, me the, the rumor is
1: has. the it's gonna have modern warfare attached to it again yeah. which i'm like interesting <laughs> um and confusing because yeah. apparently we just can't come up with new names or anything the fifth anymore. version modern warfare again yes even that would um, be more original
0: <laughs> but no i mean i'm i'm, I'm excited for e3 um I always am as, as someone who's not a sports fan, I always say it's sort of the NFL draft for me. It, it is. It is. I mean, as somebody who is a sports fan, do I watch the
1: draft? I pay attention to it, but it's one of those things where it's like this is this is like this is like an off-season thing. It's you can promise me anything right now, it doesn't mean it's going to pay off when things hit when you know when stuff hits the ground. Right. In, ironically, that that that's a great analogy because it works both ways. Uh, there's plenty of games I've seen now. <laughs> I'm like, this is going to be amazing, and nothing happens. Nothing. Nope. There's plenty of people that have been drafted that do nothing. Right. And,
0: well, and I mean, yeah, look, the, I mean, just going back to Final Fantasy 7 it was announced 2015, and it's now four years later, almost that we've heard something about it. So well, it was a
1: heard, seen, and it's been a th- like that's that's the other thing about e3 i'd love and i hate it because it just seems like i feel like they have trump cards sitting there to where it's like they just pull out if they're not getting a good response right and i mean it's like well go go tell them we're working on this how far are we along i mean we are working on it how far are we along
0: they started yesterday right well i mean nintendo's usually they've been good about like not dropping too many things ahead of time that being said i think the the latest one that's big that's a big deal is, two years ago, they were like, Metro Prime 4, now in development, and everyone was like, oh, we gotta hear something, and now it's like... And we're restarting production completely. So, I think that was just sort of a, it's our first E3 with the Switch, let's just, because that was a wrap, 25 minutes, they announced, like, amazing stuff, but it was sort of like, let's just throw this in the letter notes, we're working on it, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh. so. I
1: I also feel that E3 has lost some of its luster in the sense of, I feel like a lot of companies do announce stuff prior to or after. Sure, e e is still somewhere where they announce stuff, but if they want something, they wanted, and I think we discussed this last year, um... Me me and you just talked about it, not on here, so don't go look for the episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Is that they want the spotlight. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to get the spotlight when it's spinning around like it does at A3 to where, I mean, unless you're dropping something huge, you're probably going to get ignored or not get the coverage you want. So if you do it the week before, a few weeks after, at your own thing... Whatever Sony's trying to do this year,
0: yeah, because uh, I mean, people are wondering if they're going to drop a State of Play or whatever their yeah. version of the direct is that they're doing uh, to announce something. If they're going to do one just prior, just after, what they're going to do. So,
1: I, I mean, and that, that, that's the other thing. The other thing is with quote unquote this coming to the tail end of the current console generation. I say that for the Xbox and the PlayStation the Switch. Uh, Nintendo's on their own console. They're now on their
0: own cycle. They're, they're on their own thing to where
1: they don't... Com- I feel like they compete with the other ones, but they don't
0: compete in the same way of where, like, they're like, we just do our own thing. Right. It's sort of like you got the two, like, you got the you got the U.S. and the Soviet Union going, you know, with a dick Wagon contest, talking about their nukes. And then you've got Great Britain over here like, hey, we're just kind of doing our own thing. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Hip, hip, cheerio. <laughs> yes. Um, God save the queen. Um,
1: so, yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing is that, like, Nintendo's going to have a ton of game announcements. They're going to have a ton of... The other one's going to have hardware announcements and stuff. But you get to this weird point of you get probably the highest quality games you could possibly get out of the current consoles. Right. But you're on the verge of, oh, man, I've, I can't wait for the next God of War game. You got to get the new system. Yeah. It's so it's about- like, oh, it's a launch title. Oh, it's something that... Isn't Because, I mean, think about this. What launch titles for, like, the PlayStation or the Xbox are you still playing this day? Right. Yeah, it's probably not that many. It's, it's one of those things where you don't know the true power of the system, or they haven't, like, been comfortable enough with the system. Yeah. Now, I could be completely wrong. We could have some amazing day one stuff. But it's one of those things where I hate this time frame because you can either get a really good game out of the current console generation, or
0: it gets pushed into a really bad game at the beginning of the next console generation. Well, I remember when my my uh, my best friend got he got a PS2 right after they came out and yeah. I remember I feel like he might not have actually like I think he had just enough to get the system and then he like was like renting a bunch of games so we were always like yeah. going to Blockbuster going, "Oh, let's rent Orphan. Oh, let's rent Oh, uh, this game or let's rent this game" and it was like there was just a lot there's usually like one really awesome game, one like one or two like decent games, and then just a bunch of garbage that people are like, "Hey, let's try to upres a, a, a past generation game as much as we can," and yeah. then it's like, eh. I just remember us running a lot of crap. <laughs> I remember I just playing remember this a lot one of crap game, back in the day. I just remember this one game where you were like a warlord, and when you paused it, like, if your health was bad, his skin would, like, get clear, and it was like, you could see his veins. It just was weird. Ugh. It was like, it wasn't... I can't remember the game at all. That was 2001. I have no recollection of it, but I, other than that scene, I just remember playing it one day after school going, oh, this game is like,
2: how can graphics get better than this? So it, It's <laughs> weird because
0: I'm, I'm thinking
1: back to the number of times that was said, yep. and it's like now, I, like I said,
0: it's, it's I, just so funny now looking back. It's like, oh, man. I remember after E3, sometime during E3 in 2006, I believe, there was a demonstration for the PS3, and it was this woman talking, and it was supposed to just demonstrate what was possible. And I remember watching it with my friends, and we were like, "This is this looks real. Like this looks almost like an actual woman standing there talking." Well, I, a couple of years ago, I thought about that, and I went back and I found don't do that it. Video don't do it. And I go, "Wow, why why did we say that looks real? I mean, it looks." it doesn't look bad but it doesn't look real but then i say that now when when like some game is like look at these great graphics i'm going to go i'm like in 10 years they're going to look like garbage <laughs> it's sad but i mean not garbage maybe not garbage but it's not going to be it's, it's just one of those
1: things where you're going to just be like man there was a time yeah there was a time where, where like this was cutting it like like right now i could be like oh man i played you know god of war 4k amazing just yeah. oh my god and now it's and i'm sure like
0: Next-gen is going to be like... I mean, I remember the, the, the 32-slash-64-bit era when it was like super low polygon and either the muddy textures of the N64 or the super sharp square textures of the um, the PlayStation. And they were it was like, you can't get better than this. And <laughs> we got way better than yeah. that. Um, all right, so final thing.
1: I don't know... I I guess you got any final things for the E3? I mean uh, the pre3 E3. The pre3 E3. We'll we'll talk next week, but
0: my big hope, uh, my pie in the sky thing, I want it to be uh, Octopath Traveler's Engine remake of Chrono Trigger. That's always my okay. That's always my big hope. (laughs) I was just about to say, if you
1: could grab anything, anything to be announced right now, what would it be? And that's that's that's
0: that's my thing slash leading into Smash announcement that Chrono is coming to Smash. That would be. Officially it, and it would be the happiest uh, E3 of my life, and I would I would never have to watch another E3. Um, <laughs> Except I would.
1: <laughs> so my left field out of nowhere thing, and it might not be out of nowhere because I think I might have saw something online, and it's odd and because it's, it's a Nintendo thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say um, Earthbound.
0: Yeah? Remake. That'd be cool. It would be. Are you talking about that supposed leak? Yeah. Yeah. I saw that going around. I think... It's,
1: it's one of those things, I, I, I didn't read anything, I just saw the image, I'm like, huh, Earthbound. Because there was
0: an image, and then there was a video The the that was... Well, I didn't see the video. the video, I just saw the image. I, I saw the like, video, okay. and seeing the video, it's like these really stiff animations, and I'm like, I think they'd do a little bit better if it's for Smash, but if it's for an actual Earthbound remake, because people think it might be for Porky coming to Smash, but if it's uh, if it's for an actual Earthbound remake, I don't know, it could be something stylized. It'd be something cool to see. Yeah. To see, I mean, like you said, I mean... Who knows?
1: We'll be be what great to see what make Remake the Earthbound trilogy in 3D. Uh, yeah. I feel like they would have done it at this thing, but um, a Gen 1 of Pokemon brought back would be nice, but they kind of already got that with... Uh, I was going to say, like, let's you, go. I was, 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 was <laughs> going to say, with, kind of already got that. With Pikachu that, but, and one with Eevee. <laughs> but once again, I was like, maybe for, like, the DS... Final farewell to the system. Yeah,
0: I think I think I think there are going to be a few third-party stragglers, but I think Nintendo themselves are done with the uh, with the 3ds in terms of them releasing stuff. I I, I can hope and dream, but you never I can know. Hope and dream. Um.
1: All right. So if you haven't seen End Game yet, ugh, that's spoiler. Um. All right. I don't know if we discussed this, but I, I don't. And I also don't know if I've said it on here, so I might be just repeating myself. But I wanted your opinion. Um I had some choice words to say about a certain character I feel after the movie and I just after thinking about it after kind of going over some stuff and kind of really letting it sit with me I kind of like out of shape
0: Thor. <laughs> I I I I liked out of shape Thor. I like Fat Thor. And I a lot of, I've seen the the joke is Hey, fat guys have a Halloween costume this year. Well,
1: I've I I made the joke of for for years. I've told Ellie I want to get in shape. You know, I want to get Thor body, and now Thor got hey, my body. We
0: got Thor bodies. So. so, um,
1: but but my thing is this. So I I feel like I've discussed this before. You know what? I think I discussed this on the um with Toby. But um, and I'm just gonna get suck. Toby
0: sloppy seconds.
1: Yes. Um. So thanks, Toby. Um. On that note. I I saw a really great post. I kind because of, I was kind of like, oh, why they do that with the character? He's like one of my favorite characters, and it's kind of the full cycle of the story of End of Endgame is really about how a lot of these characters dealt with loss. Mm. Some people just moved on through it. Some people, you know, couldn't handle like Thor. I think, and I think I can say this, and it's not me being a Thor fan. It's me being completely real here. He got the worst
0: of it all. Yeah, I mean he—he's uh, one of the few remaining as, as guardians. guardians, and I mean, look at all he—I mean, he really has gone through a lot of loss throughout his well in in like that movies. that
1: week time frame yeah. of because Ragnarok right, leads happened. right into right, exactly. Endgame, so <laughs> within that week time, he lost his father, lost his hammer, lost most of his people, lost more of his people, yeah, lost his
0: like just. Just everything and then split up over a year and a half for us. Now that's still a lot to go through in a year and a half, but the fact that a lot of that took place within weeks.
1: But but the thing that got me and the thing that also was great is the conversation he had with Rocket of You know, when when he's talking to Rocket and Rocket's like, You you got beat and he's like, Yes, but I've never been beaten twice and everything. And then what he gets beaten again after he thinks he's had the day, and then he gets his revenge and it's an empty hollow thing because it doesn't bring back anyone there's nothing he can do right so the thing is the whole him being able to get the hammer again when when he gets mjolnir it's showing that he is still worthy yeah no matter what his physical appearance is it's true and and, and, and it's one of those things i know i read that somewhere else i probably am just rehashing something (laughs) i said two weeks ago but Plagiarism. It, it, no. It it makes me happy that, you know what, after having to think about it for a little bit, it makes me happy that they gave that character a full, rounded experience that, that wasn't, like, set. I mean, because like I said, I didn't catch on to it. I had to think about it. Right. Like, I left the movie going, man, the only thing I didn't <laughs> like was Thor just waddling around. Now it's <laughs> like, you know what, it makes sense with this character. But, it makes sense that this movie's about
0: loss. I mean, that's a very good depiction of depression. I mean, he... He was depressed. I mean, he, he was. was. I mean, not just like "oh, I'm in a bed." I mean, he was like, that was signs. I mean, for five years, he's been wallowing, and I mean, he thought he has failed. He, fa- he felt he felt like he failed himself, and I think that shows that when when you have depression, you that's not that a sign. doesn't that's make not you a any less worthy. Exactly. To, yes. Exactly. You can always there is there there should be hope. There should be you know. I think everyone can. Can be redeemed, and I think mm-hmm. that are you know, and I think that kind of showed everyone's that, still you know, a hero a at heart. And there we go, absolutely.
1: So no, I, I just like I said, I, I, I remembered we had kind of discussed that, and I don't know if I said it on a recording with you or right after the movie or or anything, but it's like I've I've, I've I've had that kind of mulling in my mind. I'm like, you know what? I, I think they they did something with this character that I was upset about at first. Cause I was like, oh man, why did they do this? They could have have, and it's like, no, it made his character a deeper. More interesting character that being said I think he's gonna be in in as guardians of the galaxy yes I'm, I'm using that term um, <laughs> I hope, I hope that's what it is I I saw something somewhere but I know it's some edit that someone did to where it's got spray paint over the first part of guardians to where it says as guardian towards it. yeah um I I kind of I, I, I go either way with the character if he's back in shape or if he's kind of there, kind of still Love
0: handle Thor. I I'm, I I can't remember if I said this in our direct post thing or if I was talking about this. I want there to be a scene in As Guardians of the Galaxy where like it shows uh, Star Lord and uh, and Thor trying to get into shape and they're working out and Star Lord's <laughs> bench pressing. He's like you know doing some weights and he looks over and Thor's over there bench pressing the the Milano. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just totally getting emasculated. <laughs> Actually, that that would be a great scene. I, I, I just want there to be like a montage where they're working out and because of Thor's as guardian physique he's just a he's just physically he, yeah. capable of doing more but it's it's technically on the same level and there you know
1: yeah um so yeah that that's that's this week's episode um where can people find you online sir
0: i am i have a little website called google.com okay i, don't, <laughs> I have nothing to do with google other than i google random kitten facts uh no uh you can find me on the instagrams at at Eric Berg, a-r-i-c-b-e-r-g for random things and uh i have my backlog uh page that i have not updated in a while so i need to get back on that. I, I feel like every time you're on i say that <laughs> I, I say that and i'm like hey i'm gonna get back on and do that and i said that uh on uh on uh, secret levels on the Smash Brothers episode a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I'm gonna get back into it, and I have not put a darn picture up since.
1: So on that note, um, about to go into a new month, I'm gonna announce my backlog. Uh, Uh-oh. Okay, let's let's see what do. Still technically haven't finished Far Cry. I mean, there's not much left of that, but I did learn some very important stuff from doing certain games. Ah. Uh-huh. Don't pick a game you haven't started complete, like haven't even started yet, because God, I'm trying to do Far Cry took for even though I'm i did borderlands in no time but that's a game i have played so much i'm like oh th- sure th- 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 done um what should i do as you know what i i can't do that one i was about to say yeah you know, i haven't touched zelda since we got the switch but <laughs>
0: that's gonna take you a while <laughs> yeah I was, I was about to say that's 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 kind of a um i mean i'm in, I'm, I'm in 120 hours on breath of the wild and i have more shrines to find, uh, hundreds of Korok seeds. I haven't touched the DLC. I bought it, and I haven't touched it, so... Same. Yeah, so... um, You know what? I'll take a week and figure it out. There you go. I'll take a week and figure it out. you find something. I've been doing... um, I've been trying to... So I've told myself, and I know I'm going to go back on this probably, until (laughs) Super Mario Maker 2 comes out on June 28th, a month from today, which I'm super excited for. Wow, that's... um, I really... Am trying not to buy any games, although I know that there's gonna there's the cadence of Hyrule uh, indie game that might be coming out. There're rumors it might be coming out in two days. I'm gonna have to buy that. But I've told and probably E three will have something. But I keep telling myself work through smaller indie games I've downloaded. And actually, I have beaten several games in the past like couple weeks. And I'm like, oh, I'm actually making progress on this backlog. Not much, but I am making progress. Well, that, so. that's
1: the funny thing. When I was talking to Toby, um, he mentioned. Like, he's like, dude, I mean, we have to play the retro games for the, for the show. He goes, why, why don't you do some of them? And I'm like, I don't really have a lot of those retro games. Plug in the old SNES Well, There's that, or I do have, the, like, a lot of the collections and stuff. But I'm like, I feel like a lot of those, I just...
0: It would take me forever to get back into the swing of things. One game I've been playing. It's a game i played a million times, but I have always used warps and stuff. But Super Mario Brothers 2... I have never played level by level. I've always used warps. I've always, you know, played someone else's game like on Mario All-Stars. But I've never sat there and gone through all the levels in sequence. So I'm actually... That's one of the games I'm working on uh, very slowly, but I'm doing it. And uh, it's been fun. There are a few levels I'm like, this is some good level design. So I'm kind of hoping Mario Maker 2 throws in that Mario Maker uh, 2 theme, so I can make some of those. <laughs> a
1: funny. thing. Okay, I'm gonna say something that might shock or offend people, especially in our in in the Discord for secret levels. Um, I, I, cool Mario Maker, awesome. I'm not, not not my cup of tea. Yeah, teach their own. I I've I've never been a big creative player thing, and it's one of those things to where I wouldn't mind playing it, and maybe if I got into it. Like, Minecraft was about the maximum of doing that, but
0: it's also... You don't really need to create. You can just explore. Here's, here's my thing for Mario Maker and why, if you don't like to create, it's still an amazing game. And, and here's the, the argument on the other side of this, people. Here you go. I So this is coming from someone who loves creating levels, but people make some freaking awesome levels. And if you do not want to make levels... You can go online and you have, essentially, an endless Mario game. Now, you might now they might make it better. Yeah, kind of had to do some hunting and pecking. A lot of times, you got crap thrown at you. You got some horrible levels. But if you find uh, Reddit's R Mario Maker is one of the best communities on the internet for Mario Maker, and you will never have a shortage of levels just going there. There are other sites and places where you can find some fantastic levels, uh, but that alone, if, if you just want some good levels, seek uh, you, you don't have to seek out much. Um, go there. they're gonna. You know, people are always looking for feedback. They have weekly contests. And that's where people really put up their cream of the crop. You will not have a lack of things to play. And I know people in the first one who were like, I'm not much of a maker. And then I started playing all these awesome levels. And it inspired me. And they would make some really awesome levels. So um, I think even if you're not... Into creating though, um there is something there for you because it's a ton of fun and there's just some great levels. Plus, they actually have the story mode now where it's like an actual like you're rebuilding Princess Peach's castle. And there was a there was a preview event last week and the NDAs just went up on those today. And I was watching them earlier and it actually looks really cool because you the coins that you collect in the levels go towards your your bank that you can use to rebuild the castle. And they're hmm. like they're like, this isn't going to be like a quick, like there's like a hundred levels. I think that the Nintendo, that Nintendo made that you can do. And there's probably going to be more they add for other things. So I think there'll be plenty for you to do, uh, if you just want to play, but, uh,
1: well, we'll see what, what time, time will tell on that. Plus one. I have I'm to not... send
0: you my code so you can rank my levels and give me stars so I can make more levels.
1: There is that too. <laughs> all right. Um, so of course, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you know where to find Zingness. Um, you can find us, of course, Facebook, Twitter, all of those fun places, but, um, you said fun places and
0: Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. They're just cold, harsh places. Yes, evil places. Where everyone's like, look, "Look at me! I'm on vacation." I'm like, "Oh, it's so cute." Cool. You need a vacation? <laughs> is that it? I think I need a vacation. <laughs> okay, <cool. laughs> I, was, I was like, I feel like this is a this is a sly <laughs> attempt at you saying you need
1: a vacation. I need a vacation. Um, so, so to to close out, um, there's something I recorded actually earlier this month, and I for some reason have completely forgot to get it on an episode because it didn't really fit. It is uh, me with one of our local game store and people who run our local game stores in the card shop for magic, uh discussing the new set of War of the Spark and the future of magic. So um check that out. I'm sorry it took a little bit, so there might be a few dated things in there, but it's something to wear. It didn't really fit in a lot of the other episodes. Is so. there gonna
0: be that time that uh Dewey Defeats Truman happened? <laughs> anyways just broke um, his brain folks.
1: <laughs> anyways, uh, so there'll be a little musical interlude and then check out that discussion. Um, yep, um da, 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 da. Different than that musical oh, interlude. And we'll see right. you guys next week. Bye everybody. so it is draft weekend for War of the Spark, and um, as as everyone watched on the Facebook feed, I did get some pretty good pulls from my booster box I got. Um, Also bought a booster bundle, I guess is what they're called now, and got another Nikki B out of that, so I'm going to be talking with a a big fan of Magic. Um, Also one of the um, guys who runs our local card shop here in the area where I live, Um, sir, if you'd like to introduce yourself.
2: Hi, I'm also Nikki B. I'm Nicholas Brown. I run Magic with Josh, and I've been playing Magic since 2011. I probably about when Innistrad started at the tail end of New Phyrexia. All
1: right, I was I was about to follow up with what when did you get into Magic and how long have you been playing for, but you you already hit off of that, <laughs> and um actually that's one of the times I stopped playing for a little bit.
2: Mm-hmm. So um
1: so what got you into the game of Magic?
2: Uh, well a long time ago before. Innistrad came out. I didn't even know what Magic was until a friend of mine from high school or I guess middle school at the time brought a starter two starter decks for Magic. And I and I was like, what is this game? What What is this? Is it like Yu-Gi-Oh? Blah, blah, blah. And he had explained what it was. He explained the rules as, as we thought they were. They weren't even close to what they actually were. They were a lot more complex. I mean, he had a card that was like, reveal the top card of your library. If it's a creature you may cast that card. Well... He thought that you, he just put it onto the field. Yeah. So he had a deck that was just green creatures and went, creature, creature, creature. I'm like, this is this is insane. <laughs> <laughs> How is this happening? But I got into that with him, and then we went over to his uncle's house, and his uncle and a friend of his that had played since, God, probably revised, uh, explained magic to us. And then from then I've just been hooked, and I went to local stores, and now I, now I do it for a living.
1: Awesome. Well, I, I know you've played several different formats, and I'm <sighs> – as explained before in the previous episode of Zingus, where we did Magic, Magic is a very complicated game, so I'm not going to try to get into the subcategories of stuff yeah. and try to have to explain every little thing. But there are different ways to play different forms of Magic. Um, if you want to go over, I guess, some of your favorites or stuff like that. I mean, what 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 will be your favorite format to play?
2: Uh, My personal favorite format is a format called Legacy. Essentially, you can play anything from Magic minus a specific ban list. So you can even play things from a supplemental product that usually doesn't come in... You know, sets like War of the Spark. War of the Spark is an actual story set, and it is for things that are standard legal and modern legal. But you can also play them in Legacy, whereas there are cards in in Commander products that you can't play in Legacy. Legacy is an older format. It's very hard to get into. There's a very high barrier of entry because of the fees that it costs for a lot of the cards. A lot of the cards are very expensive. Like for reference, one of the cheapest decks is probably two grand because it doesn't run anything on what's called the reserve list. But most other decks are around like five to six grand depending on how uh, competently you build them and how competitively you're aiming to go for. Uh, I personally like that format just because I like the diversity and I like the power level. I'm a very competitive player. So when I play formats, I like to play usually the best deck or what it could be considered the most broken deck of the said format
1: yes because as we know with magic um there are rules there are stuff but some of the best decks are designed to bend break or augment the rules for the players and stuff Mm -hmm. for for actually multiple formats um modern does that standard it's a little harder to do in because there's limitations but speaking of standard so war the spark came out today officially released today there was pre-release last week what are your thoughts on this set
2: uh, initially going into it when it was spoiled, I wasn't really big on it, but after watching people play with it and then actually getting to look and read at a lot of the cards, there are a lot of cards that actually, that I really feel will have a major impact in multiple formats across, uh, you know, the 25 years of Magic's history. Uh, one being my favorite card is the new Ashiok, which is a Planeswalker. That's an uncommon. Uh, it's very powerful in a lot of formats because... What sh- what that Planeswalker does is it can enable a lot of degenerate strategies, which are strategies I like to play in things like Commander and Legacy and other formats. So I really like a lot of the design. I really like the whole concept of everyone coming together to stop Bolus, including the people that he manipulated under his will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I've, I really like the set. I think it's a home run. Uh, we'll have to see within a couple months to see if there's anything that really they knocked too far out of the park.
1: Um, On that note, and this is actually something the previous guest on this show, Jason Moitoso, from the Not Alone podcast had brought up to me. Because me and him were discussing stuff on Facebook. He asked me what I thought of the London Mulligan rule versus the regular Mulligan rule. Um, Basically, to, I guess, kind of quickly sum that up, the regular Mulligan rule is you, of course, draw seven cards. If you do not like the, actually, isn't that the Toronto or the Ontario? Uh,
2: It is the, the, is it Toronto? Vancouver. Vancouver Vancouver mulligan. My bad. It's the it's Vancouver mulligan. So essentially, if whatever if you draw your first first seven, and you dislike what you see, you can put the seven back, shuffle your library again, you know, do the whole shebang. And then you draw six instead. And then if you like that hand, you can look at the top card of your library, which is called a scry, you get to scry one for your mulligan. And that continues. You don't get to scry multiple times based on how much you mulligan. You always get to scry once. But so you get to look at the top card of your library, and if you like it, you can leave it there, which helps helps gameplay. It makes a lot makes a lot less non-games exist. Whereas, say you mulligan down to four cards, and you still don't have any lands, and then you just get rolled over by your opponent because you can't get any more lands. So the the London mulligan that they are. A, most likely going to implement, because it actually did see a lot of success, uh, is going to be harder on uh, older formats, because there are a lot of, as I was saying earlier, degenerate strategies, whereas there are combo decks that basically play solitaire, and they don't really care about what their opponent's doing, they just kind of do their own thing and aggressively mulligan to their combo pieces. Whereas in standard and draft it's gonna be a lot harder to abuse it because there's a lot more fair strategies, you know. You can't really make obscene combo decks with only with such a limited card pool.
1: So what me and him were discussing and what kind of came up was I said, Oh, I as a Tron player, as someone who plays Storm, as someone who plays decks that rely a lot on a really good opening hand, I like it. Yes. As somebody who understands magic, it's broken beyond reason. <laughs> yeah. So his reference was what if it's something I
2: implement in standard only? Standard or draft only, yes. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? I think that's fine. I think that uh, there are a lot less ways to abuse it in things like Standard and Draft because the card pool is so limited. You don't have things like g- Storm cards, which are one of the biggest reasons that people are scared of that mulligan, or cards with Dredge, or, you know, old cards like Bazaar of Baghdad. I mean, they did some st- statistics, and in Vintage, which is a format where anything is legal except for uh, certain cards that are so powerful they're restricted to one copy, Uh, there was a deck called Dredge, which basically the aim of the deck is to put its entire library into the graveyard and then kill your opponent on turn one. Uh, The odds of of its success rate went up, I think, five or six percentage points, which doesn't sound like a lot, but going from 92 to 97 or 93 to 95 is very, very big, especially for that deck.
1: All right. So, I mean, it's something that I get... I mean, they're always working on stuff with magic, so I guess we'll see in the future where that goes. I personally like the current mulligan rule mm-hmm. even though i like the i'm like i understand that it would become too broken yeah. in in my opinion the
2: london mulligan would be more beneficial for your strategies that you play it also would probably be beneficial for a lot of a lot of other people's strategies in eternal formats yeah. but at the same time there's a lot of risk that comes with it because giving those decks another way to combat hate and combat uh other decks ways to stop them from being degenerate is going to have a big impact on magic and i'm i'm kind of excited to see where it goes but at the same time there's always that you know there's always that issue of being terrified that they might screw something up even more than they already have
1: so speaking of on, on that note of screwing stuff up more than <laughs> they have where do you think the future of this game lies
2: it lies on the it lies on the people kind of the same place it's been for a while, but basically on the kitchen tables of people that play casually. Essentially, uh, people that play casually kind of drive this game because there would not be half as many people into the game if everyone played c- competitively. I think they did a study, and it's somewhere in like the neighborhood of three to four percent of people actually play this game at a competitive level compared to the people that just play. Um, I guess it, you could also kind of look at. The, the fact that the game started out technically is just a way for people, a, a game for people to play in between rounds of D anD D. That's why it was, the, the game was made, and it just kind of blew up. And so, it being competitive is a good aspect, and there are people that are really enjoy that, such as myself. But really, making sets and making planeswalkers the characters that pe- that casu- more casual people can identify with will really drives the selling point of. We want you to buy our game. We want you to identify with these characters. We want you to feel feel sad when they die. We want you to feel happy when they succeed, etc.
1: Awesome. So, as somebody who's played for a while and been through different sets, where do you think they could go next? Or where would you like them to go next? Or if... if if you were one of the dev team, if, if they said, like, hey, we got a set coming up, what would you say? Would you want to go somewhere new, go somewhere old? Where would you want this the, the next few sets to maybe head towards or one of them to go towards?
2: Uh, based on the storyline, I feel like the next big issue that they have to deal with after getting rid of Bolus is probably either deal with... Uh, Emrakul, even though she's technically imprisoned in the Moon story-wise, or deal with the Phyrexian oil that's on New Phyrexia, which created the Praetorians and their loyal following of lackeys. So Karn could probably go back to a play, to the plane Mirrodin and try to stop this menace with the rest of the Planeswalkers and like the Gatewatch or whatever. Uh, that's that seems like the most reasonable reasonable place. But they also could go back to Theros. Maybe there's something going on with they could try to get Gideon back because he's dead. Spoiler alert. <laughs>
1: awesome. Um personally I would like to see like just some just some new stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh just just a completely new plane, maybe introduce some new stuff. Um I know that there's been kind of jokes and talks of possible snow covered stuff, so I was like yeah. maybe may, maybe some viking <laughs> yeah. like themed stuff again, like would, going would back to
2: an ice age kind of place
1: i i just want stuff, viking themed stuff like 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 some norris gods and stuff Not like yet. that maybe some something i maybe it's because i've been playing too much god of war again that, that's fair and, and listening to a marth but that that okay. that, that, that might be that might be playing into this but but yeah i mean i i would i personally would like to go there um i know another
2: one is um oh my gosh i just forgot the L- lorwin lorwin yeah Oh, Lorwyn was very heavy on tribe aspect. Like you think of elementals, giants, uh, creatures called kithkin, fairies, all sorts of different really cool creatures. And Lorwyn would be a neat place to go back to because a lot of people like tribal, and then also building onto it by adding more and more different cards that people could put in their tribal decks, whether it be at their kitchen table, whether it be at the tournament table. That'd probably be a good idea. It was also a very successful set back in its day.
1: It it has also continued on because I know from building multiple decks and from knowing like deck builds, it is something to where a lot of very high powered cards or good cards come out came out of that set.
2: Yes. Uh, a lot of a lot of very powerful cards. Uh, one, two of the biggest ones I can think of immediately are probably Thoughtseize, which is a multi format staple that has really impacted all of Magic. I mean, it seems really weird that it's core because you're paying a black mana to look at their hand take some take a non-land out of it and then lose two life because of it but when you think about it from a competitive standpoint life is essentially just a resource yeah I was about yeah 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 exactly life a game won at one life is the same w- as one at 20 life except yeah, yeah. your life total is lower like there's there's you, you're not winning if you have a higher life total or losing if you have a lower life total if you win you win uh, and then uh, the other card I could think of was Vendillion Click, which is a pa- very powerful card uh, for control strategies where they want to manipulate their opponent's ways to win. Like, there's a card that people can s- basically put any creature from their hand onto the battlefield. Vendillion Click, if you if you bring that in in response, you can get rid of that card in their hand and potentially make their spell useless.
1: So I I, I think you kind of alluded to it, but what is your favorite set in Magic that has been done thus far?
2: My favorite set has to be Innistrad, the set I started in. Uh, the design, the limited environment was fantastic. The tribes in it were fantastic. The way they interacted with each other was very interesting, and the cards themselves—I mean, two of the most powerful cards that have existed in the last less than ten years came out in that set. Innistrad, or I mean, sorry, uh, Liliana the Veil and Snapcaster Mage. Two of my favorite cards. Snapcaster is probably one of my favorite creatures ever printed. Uh, yeah, I just have to. Innistrad is probably my favorite.
1: And that's also the same set that made me quit for a little bit. So <laughs> ironic. Anyway, anyways. Well, thank you very much for talking with us today. Um, I, I I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. I'll probably be here all weekend playing some magic. So so yeah. But anyways, thank thank you again, sir, for for taking the time to talk with us and to be a nerd with us.
2: Of course. Thanks for having me.